Welcome to the Yana podcast, a mental health podcast where we're going to talk about life, hear stories of strength, and get all in our feelings so we can remind you that you are not alone. Our hosts are me, Carly, and Becca. Both of us are super passionate about mental health, advocacy, education, and shattering that stigma. We love creating opportunities for young people to share their stories and experiences about navigating mental health and life in general. The content of this podcast may contain mature subject matter, such as discussions about suicide, self-harm, drug and alcohol abuse, sexual or physical violence, as well as the use of strong language. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Yay. Welcome. Welcome back. So uh, before we begin, before we introduce our amazing guest today, um, we're going to give you that little rundown on why we do this podcast. So Carly and I both work for NAMI. Yes, we do, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. For those of you guys who listen to our podcast every week, you'll know that we are the nation's largest grassroots mental health organization. And Becca and I are the luckiest of the lucky because we get to be a part of NAMI Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, and we think we're the best affiliate around. So <laughs> we do a lot of cool stuff. So what do we do, Becca? Well, we do a lot of cool stuff. We do um, a lot of advocacy, support. We offer support groups and we also do education. So um, one of the educational programs that we provide is called Ending the Silence. And Ending the Silence is a youth mental health educational awareness program where we go to schools and youth programs and colleges and all over the place um, to talk about mental health. And um, the and to educate people on warning signs, suicide prevention, and all of that. So stigma reduction, um, but it's always paired with a young person who shares their story, like their personal journey regarding mental health. And so um, we, because of COVID and things change, yeah. we were trying to come up with a way to still give young people a platform in yeah. which to have conversations and we, to elevate stories of strength and resist and resilience and just, how awesome young people can be. So thereby. She does this every week, just for everyone who is not listening. This happens every single episode. Go ahead. Thereby <laughs> unto us in the year 2020. Oh, 2021. I can't believe you're my friend. We gave birth to the Yana podcast. There so. it is, ladies and gentlemen, and anyone in between. <laughs> Um, the Yana podcast, which stands yes. for You Are Not Alone. You Are Not Alone. Which is super creative. Very creative. We're very <laughs> creative. Um, yeah. yeah. So today we have a very cool guest. I'm really excited to introduce um, Alexa Rhodes. Alexa is currently a junior at Springside Chestnut Hill Academy. She is extremely passionate about elementary education. Philadelphia sports and giving back to her community. In January of 2020, she started helping 
H, uh, all right, well, the homeless backpacks in a business class at her school because she wanted to bring a level of comfort and security to those living on the streets. Since then, she has watched her organization flourish and has donated 150 backpacks filled with essential items. She's partnered with major companies such as Bombas and Alpha Broder. She won the Global Youth Entrepreneurship Competition and was featured in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Within the next few months, she plans on donating over 150 backpacks to multiple shelters in the Philadelphia area. Whoa. Yeah, and I just want to say, before I say hi to you, <laughs> I want to say, so I, the way that Alexa came about being on the show was, I'm sorry to say, but I don't really watch a lot of local news, um, And but it just happened to be on, and I saw her being interviewed on the news. Wow, he was just so cool. And I was so inspired by what she's doing uh, that I reached out to her on Instagram and was like, I need you to be on our podcast. I want to talk to you. So yeah, Alexa. <laughs> Hello. Hi. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good. That is awesome. Um, you are so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So I appreciate cool. a very nice introduction. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we will just probably gush over you for the rest of this hour and talk about how amazing you and your organization are. And ladies, gentlemen, and all those, like I said, in between, Alexa is 17, one seven, <laughs> and is doing like all of the things. So before we jump into her and her story and how her awesome organization started and all of those good things. We're going to do our check-in mm-hmm. and I'm going to ask you guys a question of the week. So the question of the week is if you could magically like instantaneously become an expert at one thing, what would it be and why? That's a good question. And how are you? So what's up? What's good? I'll start. And then we'll go to Becca and then we'll finish with Alexa. So think about your expertise. Um, how am I doing? I am doing okay. Um, I, my beautiful wife was visiting her brother for a few days. So I was home with all of my children by myself for a couple of days. So I'm tired. I'm tired, but props and love and mad respect to any mama or father who does this by themselves. You guys are freaking amazing because here I am like, oh my gosh, I'm tired. And I was only doing this for four days. So amazing. I'm feeling super motivated and excited about just work and life and feeling good overall. Um, My expertise If I could magically be an expert at one thing instantaneously, what what would it be? For me, it would be like building stuff, like being a builder. Interesting. (laughs) I don't don't know. And the reason why I say this is because my brother-in-law is one of these people. And every single time I'm with them, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this table. Where did you build it? Shane built it. I'm like, oh my goodness, look at these cubbies. This is amazing. Like my sister-in-law has this like cubby system, right? When you walk in their house, amazing. Who, where did you get that? Shane built it. And it's just like, he can fix and build anything. And like that to me is so rad because I cannot do any of that. And I spend absurd amounts of money on things where I could probably just like whip it together. And I wish that I was good at building or like 
handy, handy person work. So interesting. Yeah, that is and like something that maybe you wouldn't know. Like it's I'm not like, oh, I wouldn't want to be a painter or a, a chef. No, yeah. I really want to like get down and dirty and like build some stuff. Interesting. So interesting. That is that is my answer and my emotional status. <laughs> Definitely you not what that. I thought I would hear from you at all. But there it is. Awesome. See? Cheers. Cheers to you. Becca, how are you? And what is your your expertise dream okay um all right f it i i'm not okay today um i'm i've been crying most of the day i i got my heart broken this weekend so i uh, yeah i'm a bit of a mess but i yes, have some words yeah <laughs> I'm very happy to be here. I've been so excited to talk to Alexa. So I'm, I'm happy to be here and doing this and, you know, be alive. So yes. focusing on moment by moment right now. Um, How do you? Thank you. Um, and so, God, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just going to say the first thing that popped in my head. What is it? was history I would like to be a like an expert on history like history buff yeah and I feel I like that. I do spend a lot of time studying like not stuff well I mean I watch a lot of historical fiction but girl bye she's talking about Game of Thrones no, probably that's not my historical fiction whatever it's that somehow is just is. fiction that is just you can relate up. you can relate any anything back to Game of Thrones Somehow. Well, I will say that was actually the first thing that popped into my head, but I, oh my God. but I think I, I feel like I am already. You're an expert. Expert. So anyway, so history. Yeah. I love history. I love I'm that. fascinated by it. I wish I knew more. So, um, that's me. I like that. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Alexa, how are you doing? And what would be your thing that you would want to be an expert in? I'm doing well, you know, just trying to balance studying for the SATs and then being a junior. I mean, oh. who's been a junior knows how crazy and how much work it is, but oh. one day at a time, you know. Wow. I can't really complain. I mean, I'm doing well, uh, besides from all the work. And I think the thing I would want to be able to master, this is going to sound kind of funny, but would be coming up with things quickly on the spot. So mm. as you can assume, having the name Alexa, I think I get like Amazon Alexa jokes. I would say at least three times a day. Um, <laughs> like the most common one is like play Despacito by like Justin Bieber. But yeah, <laughs> people who like come up with like Alexa jokes on the spot and they're like really, really funny. Like it's just such a great conversation starter. And like every single time someone thinks of something clever or like maybe it's like what's yes. the latitude and latitude of like the Eiffel Tower or something cool. I'm like, I wish I could come up with something that's like entertaining on the spot. And I just can't. Yes. That, would be, that would be a good thing to... That is wonderful. I wish that too. Like to be like quick and like witty and like have something to say. I wish that for you and for me as well. I agree. I am exactly, me too. I think about that all the time. My brother is like zing. Like he's got, he, he, he has comebacks like, and not comebacks like I mean, he also has comebacks like nasty, but, <laughs> but he, all, but he is, he's so like, he's got such, I don't know, good timing, wit and all that. So, oh, I love that. Me too. That is good. I listen, me and my Alexa are tight. 
Okay. So I get that. I get that. I, my Alexa is like my ride or die. I was telling someone recently that my real low point during this pandemic was when, cause I live alone was when I had a game night with my Alexa. <laughs> Listen, I respect that. So I truly, truly respect that. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys for entertaining me. I think it's always a fun little icebreaker to just get to know each other on a fun way and, you know, on a fun level rather and chat about nonsense yeah. <laughs> for a second. Um, but it's also important to check in with each other and to check in with your friends and to see how you're doing and to be honest, right? Like so proud of you, Becca, for being honest about your emotions and feelings and not just being like, I'm fine. It's fine. <laughs> Because it's okay to not be fine for like a minute, you know, gosh, I, I, like talk about that more. Cause I think that that, and again, this is why we have podcasts like this one to have conversations about real life stuff. So, so yeah. So I think that I, well, I think that we should start by talking about your organization and like where, where, why, how your inspiration came and then I want to kind of move into, well, let's just, let's just see how this organically happens. Organically moves. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So how did you, where did it come from to start? Like, why, how did you start? Like, why, why the homeless basically? So at my school, we have a business class in 10th grade that everyone has to take for one semester and you're able to come up with any business that you want. And I always knew that I wanted to start a nonprofit, but I didn't exactly know where I wanted to go. And obviously before the pandemic, um, I was always in New York City or in Philly. And I always saw the, that there were so many homeless people on the street and it just really saddened me. And so I came up with helping the homeless backpacks and helping is an acronym for healing, empowering, loving, providing, influencing, nourishing, and giving back to the homeless community um, Love that. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that and they're always so confused like why is the name of your organization like why is it an acronym and yeah can you say it again can you say it again for me healing yeah. do it again healing empowering loving providing influencing nourishing and giving back to the homeless community love it I love it yeah that's why when I was giving your intro I like paused for a second because it was you know an acronym and I I was like wait am I going to spell out helping or I'll just let you deal <laughs> you do it yeah. you go through it so wow they're like is your name just helping and I'm like no it actually is helping the homeless backpacks but yeah a lot of people don't know that acronym so I figured I'd share that in the beginning yeah yeah awesome so you see really cool. a lot of the homeless the homelessness that exists mm-hmm. and yeah. uh yeah. Okay. So go on. <laughs> in my business class, you're able to just expand on your idea. And I have been uh, giving back to my community from a really young age. My parents always, always like really stressed that it was like the major thing when I was growing up with my siblings. And so I've been working at community dinners where we basically just uh, serve food and like give food to the food insecure and the homeless. And so I was always really connected to that group in in our community, but it wasn't really until I had the opportunity to create a business that I realized how passionate I was for it. And so when I had this opportunity to make a business, I immediately was like, okay, like I'm going to help the homeless. And that's kind of where the idea came from. And then it just blew up and now it's where it is today. And I'm very proud of it, but. Wow. That is something to be proud of though. You know, like that's a really 
cool thing to say, like I'm 17 years old and I started a business or I started an organization um, that's giving back to the community. I think that's so beautiful and definitely something to be proud of. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about what you guys do. I, I know that there are backpacks involved. <laughs> yeah. So, so what else do you, what do you do with the backpacks? What's in the backpacks? All that stuff. So the backpacks are filled with like essential items. So I try not to include like any like feminine um, goods because they could be going to men or women. So I try to keep it like uh, gender fluid, like so anyone can get the bags. And they're also in the food because of like allergies and stuff. But I'll like give items to homeless shelters separately so women can still get like um, like feminine feminine products and people can still get. Food. We all need a tampon every once in a while. <laughs> But so like in the, in the bag is like essentials. So I have a waterproof blanket so they can use the blanket for like warmth or a tarp for the other side. In the winter, I do winter hats. And in the summer, I do like baseball caps to keep the sun off of their face. Uh, there's like washcloths and soaps and toothbrush, toothpaste, like so many. Well, I added masks and soap now because of COVID. I started. Great. So I had to shift a little bit for, uh, for COVID, but I just added a few things to try to limit the spread of the pandemic. Um, and wow. then um, like Becca said before, I'm partnered with Bombas. So they gave me pairs of socks and I've been including those in my bag. So that was like the turning point for my organization. Wait a minute. I love Bombas because let me tell you, this is, this is another like nerd fact about me is that I'm obsessed with Shark Tank. Okay. <laughs> obsessed. And they were found on Shark Tank. Bombas. I didn't know that really. Yep. Surprise. Nope. Yes. They started on good old Shark Tank and it was, they were a big hit. So I love that. So you partner with them. Yeah. So I saw a commercial and it was like, um, their slogan is like, you buy one, we give one. Yeah. It was like, if you give back to the homeless, reach out. And I was like, I just started this. It was back in July and I started uh, last January. So I was like, there's no way that they're going to partner with me. I don't have like any of my like certification to be an actual business, but I still like filled out the form and the parts where it said like, what are your business numbers? I was like, uh, NA, like I don't have that yet. <laughs> they, they still reached back out to me and they were like, we would love to partner with you. And it just like showed me that if I do put in the work, I will get things achieved. And it was basically like a, a change in mindset for me. Like this huge, huge organization wanted to work with me. And from then on, I just like kept the ball rolling and I've reached out to so many different people and yeah, it's been crazy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I love that. And you know what? I just got to say like, so I just was listening to the contents of your bag and this week, you know, we had, we just had like two ma major blizzards this week. Right. Um, and there, I live right in center city, um, Philadelphia. Um, and I, there was a man outside my building, like that I could see out from my window that was sleeping on the street and like had like a sleeping bag and stuff. And I was like, I was so worried about him. I called, there's like a homeless outreach number that you can call when there's code blue, when it's, you know, they come and try to help, they have like uh, warm zones or whatever that they set up so that the homeless can go and be warm. But um, I, I don't know. I got so worried about him. And I was like, I'm, I was thinking I'm going to bring him out a blanket, but like the only blanket I had to bring out was like this cotton, just straight up like cotton blanket where it would just get soaked instantly and not be warm. And I was like, Oh, I wish I had a waterproof blanket. 
Yeah. Like if there was somebody that could bring him like, cause I saw people come like the next morning, of course, but they came and, um, and they were trying to like get him to come with them and he was refusing, um, he was covered in snow. Um, and I was just thinking like, if there, you know, was people that you could call, like, I guess like, so I know when we talked on the phone too, you did say, and I, and I also like respect this, that like, you bring them to shelters, not to like going around to individual people. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a safety component to that, which I think is, is yeah. smart and realistic, right? You know, um, so I feel like, I just felt like, oh, I wish that, you know, this man could interact with an organization in such a way where he could get a backpack as well. Cause I was like, I had your backpacks on my brain, you know? So I feel like that on my brain. Sorry. <laughs> but that's I feel like I had to start singing. How did you like find out about like what would be the best things to put in the backpack? Oh, that's a good question. I have another question after you answer this one. Okay. So I started with a list that I thought would be like a good few items to include in the bag. And then I had a mutual friend that knew the um, executive director of the Broad Street Ministry. And mm. so that was the first shelter that I donated 75 bags to back in October. And so I reached out to him and he was amazing. Like he helped me so much and he just basically added to my list and told me different things that I would need. So every single time I connect with the shelter, I'll like talk to whatever, whoever my contact is, and they'll tell me more items to include or if maybe they just got like an influx of socks so they don't need socks and they need more gloves I'll like switch it so it basically fits their needs so I try to like work with the shelter to give them what they think would be most beneficial to the their users that's awesome I love Broad Street we um our NAMI office tries to give back to the community and volunteer with various organizations throughout the city and Broad Street has we did a um a volunteer opportunity with their clothing closet mm -hmm. and we we love what they're doing for the city and what they're doing for people across Philadelphia so is that like the primary um shelter that you work with or that you partner with rather so I try to switch every single time so they were my first one and then I just donated to the Covenant House um in yeah Canada. the youth that's like a youth and young adult shelter right yeah that's why I picked them because I was like I could connect with them on like a deeper level we weren't going through the same things but we we're similar ages so when mm -hmm. I found out that they were for the youth I was like oh my god I have to donate to them next so they were wow. the that I donated to like a few weeks ago like last week actually and then um I'll just like move through shelters, but I will definitely go uh, back to the Broad Street Ministry and the Covenant House and give them backpacks again. But I try to like get to as many shelters as I can. That's awesome. Now, how do you go ahead, Becca? I, I'm just so, I'm so incredibly amazed. I know, I, I, I know. I, I got to just say something because I, um, there was a discussion, I'm not going to say like, who was it? Cause I, you know, but there's a discussion of people close to me about how, you know, oh, this generation, the young people, they don't care about helping people and, you know, millennials and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, I mean, every generation I think says that about the young, the younger generation. And I, I was just like, I got mad. Cause I was like, I know so many young people that are doing amazing things and help to help, you know, like inclusiveness is like such a big part of, of the message of young people today, but also like just, you know, 
I don't know. I, I, I'm, um, I just had to say that because it was, it really, I got really upset about it. And so yeah. I like send these people that had this conversation, like all the time. I'm like, here's an example of a young person doing something amazing. Right. <laughs> like young people are like doing it. Like yeah. if you look at all of these like groups of, 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 at, of activists and these like incredible change makers and like justice makers, like they're led by young people. Mm-hmm. They are, our young people are changing the discussion. Like they're changing mm-hmm. the narrative. And like, that is what yeah, we need like, to be focusing on. Like, are you kidding me? Young people are like it. Yeah. And like, even from the first second that you described what's in the backpack, like you said, gender fluid items, you know, like, I mean, that's just in of itself, like a talking about inclusiveness, you know? Yes. Um, so, so, um, wait, pause. I want to know, I want to know how you get these items. How do you get them? Where do they oh, come yeah. from? So I, I have a, diff- a bunch of different partners. So Bombas, I'm also partnered with a few dentists. So they'll donate the toothbrushes and the toothpaste. Um, I, she mentioned Alpha Broder in the beginning. They give me the items like really, really cheap. So I'll get donations from my family and then friends. And then from there, we've just reached out to the community. And uh, how Becca saw me on, on TV when I was being interviewed a few months ago, a lot of people found out about my company through that way. And I have a website where people can come on and then donate. So it's really just other people um, donating to my organization and then I'll use those funds to buy the items that I put in the bag and then I'll put them all together so that's how I've been getting them recently I mean are you kidding me like this is the kind like also we'll be putting your website and all of the information in our show notes but what is your website now Alexa where can people go right this second like pause the podcast and go donate to Alexa (laughs) where can they go it's called helping the homeless backpacks.com so just the name of my organization and then helping the homeless backpacks.com exactly go there pause pause the podcast Go give to helping the homeless backpacks.com. So, okay. Now to bring it back to like what we focus on mostly on this podcast. So when you go to drop off these backpacks, do you see like um, what's going on at that particular shelter? So at the brush ministry, I didn't, um, when I went there, they, I really just saw the people who worked there, but when I went to the covenant house, I didn't see the kids and the youth there, but while I was dropping the backpacks off and we were unloading them from my cars and like putting all of the boxes on the corner, like going to transport them, I like, it, it was crazy in a matter of like seconds there were no homeless people around. And then I think like 25 people just like came and they were asking for bags and it wasn't people who went to the covenant house, but of mm-hmm. course they were not going to say like, we're not going to give you a bag. So I gave them 75 and I think they gave out like 25 on the spot right there. Um, and so wow. that's when I actually saw people using my bags. That was always like a goal of mine. I always wanted to see people using them because it's I, obviously like you mentioned before, I'm not going to like go out on the street by myself. Like I'm like, I'm just 17. I'm just a girl. Yeah. It's, not, it's not safe for me to go by myself. 
but that's mm-hmm. what I was giving to shelters. And so I was actually seeing people walk away. And one of them told me, he was like, just knowing that someone is caring for me and like that, that you don't even know who I am. And it's just like, it's so hard to make it like every single day, just like make it through the day. It's so difficult. And you don't even like know my name. You don't know who I am. You don't know my story. And you like went out of your way to just make these backpacks and give them back to people. Like you totally like changed a lot of the perspectives of these people. Like thinking that no one really cares for them and you're out here. He was like, it's very hard to make it through each and every single day. And you just changed a lot of these people's lives. And I'm like, I just gave you a backpack. Like I barely even did anything. And it wasn't even the backpack. It was like the message that there are people in the world who care for them. And I didn't realize how big of an impact it made on them until they told me themselves. So I was so grateful for that day. It changed every single thing that I had ever thought about about the world. It just gave me so much passion to keep going. Wow. And young people are doing nothing. Like, wow. We're both over here crying. So I was going to say, like, I'm, you know, like I said, I was, I've been, I dealt with some heartbreak this weekend. So I'm like super emotional, but I just like started crying. (laughs) That is Because it's so inspiring. It is. It is. And I mean, it's so true because like the level of despair that falls on people who are um, are homeless, you know, like that people are, you know, I've heard people say like, just, you know, even acknowledging them, like if you're walking down the street and, you know, you see somebody that's homeless, like even acknowledging them, just acknowledging them, smiling at them or whatever, like makes a world of difference, you know, like instead of just walking by and ignoring them, you know, so that's incredible. I, yeah. Amazing. I just looked up just to like, let everyone know. I looked up the statistic and according to the Philadelphia Office of Homelessness Services, there are about 5,700 people who are considered to be homeless in the city of Philadelphia, which includes about 950 who are unsheltered. So those people are not in a shelter. And I just think that like hearing that number, like that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of individuals that are in need of something like what you're doing, Alexa. Yeah, and that's just right here. Like, I, So right now I'm just starting in Philadelphia, but I want to expand into Pennsylvania and then, you know, across the country. I've had, I actually was reached out to on Instagram DM. Uh, you can like message me if you want a backpack. And so uh, the first time that anyone did that, it was a woman from North Carolina. And I'm not exactly sure how she found me because I was just on the local news I think maybe she just like discovered my Instagram just it was on her feed I'm not exactly sure and she dm me and asked me for a bag and I had never done that and I because I was only giving to shelters and I was like this woman doesn't even like live in my city not even in my state (laughs) like she's so far away and she like asked me for a bag and I was like of course and so I like shipped it out to her and it was it was just crazy because a lot of people they like see homeless people passing by or like on like on the side of the street when they're passing by and they don't realize that it's not just where they are like it's in different cities it's in different countries there's so 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 many homeless people and Mm -hmm. no one really like I feel like they're a very like forgotten group like maybe you'll walk by them and you'll give them like a dollar or something a lot of people don't even want to give them money because they don't know what they're using it for um which is a totally other thing but um, right just like 
people have to realize they they are people too and they have stories and you have to like imagine if you were in that situation and you needed help and you needed something i think more people have to reflect on what they have um and give back because there are so many different stories and there's so many different people who need help not even just the homeless wow so yeah i am like speechless a little bit i know you are you are like a legitimate like real life hero thank you you're welcome it's so it's it's really really cool and you know what like to connect it to a lot of the stuff we talk about right like I'm sure I don't know like exact statistics or anything but the amount of individuals who are housing insecure that I'm I mean I'm sure a big chunk of them are living or struggling with mental health conditions right um so can you talk a little bit about like that or maybe just like mental health from like from your perspective what you maybe see in your day-to-day whatever yeah so uh there are a lot of people i think it's either three or the third or fourth i forget which one a leading cause of homelessness is actually a mental health uh um like whatever they're going through um yeah be homeless um so i said the story of the guy who talked to me that was like so so inspiring to me and just like kept me wanting to uh, like donate even more and more um, and then how I wasn't really supposed I was talking to different shelters and they were like it wouldn't be safe for you because you don't know what people are going through um, just mm-hmm. talking about mental health in general and just being in high school and mental health um, I did not realize how many of my friends were going through um, their separate issues and I feel like a lot of people don't talk about it so they think that they're struggling alone and that no one else is dealing with it because people don't want to like talk about it they don't want to open up the conversation so they don't realize how many people are actually like dealing with the same thing and so I've been told that I'm like really good at advice so people like come <laughs> to me and they'll tell me things and they'll like ask me for advice and they'll be like please don't tell anyone and I was like of course like I I will never tell anyone anything you tell me um obviously unless it's something major and I need to seek help um but, there you go. That's a good, good, good. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> so a lot of people have come to me and they're like, please don't tell anyone, but everyone's like telling me the same thing. And I feel like in high school and just schools in general, um, they really care about tests and they care about grades. And they're just like, keep going, keep going, keep going. And they don't think about the toll that that has on students. I know so many people who are struggling and at my school specifically, I think they do a really good job um, like trying to have mental health in the conversation. But I know a lot of schools, like I transferred uh, from my public school to private school. And at my public school, I, I was little when I moved out, but there was still really not much uh, help for people who needed it. But I think a lot of people have to realize that they're not just going through something alone. And a lot of people are scared to reach out for help, but there are so many people who are going through it. So like, you shouldn't be scared to ask other people for help. Like other people want to help you. That's like, there's so much like compassion and like sympathy in the world. And you just have to like find the right people to talk to. Um, And I think a lot of high schoolers don't know that. It's interesting because actually one of our storytellers went to Springside CHA uh, and he's, he's still, he's, he's young. So he's in his early twenties, I think. God, he's going to kill me that I don't know, but I <laughs> early twenties. I know he's graduated college already. So, you know, maybe mid twenties. Um, but uh, yeah. And like, he really struggled with his mental health when he was there. And I don't think there was a lot of support for him while he was there. I mean, and also like, you know, being a male, 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of stigma associated, like additional stigma associated with, and he was like a big athlete, you know, um, and that was part of his struggle, but, um, I'm not gonna tell us, I'm not gonna sit here and tell the story, but, um, I just, <laughs> he was a podcast. He was on the podcast. He was. So yeah. Listen to his story. <laughs> yeah. Back, it was back a while, while ago. Yeah. Good old, good old. Can I say his name on here? He was on yeah. our podcast. Yeah, ben. 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 Good old Ben. Ben was on the podcast. He'll tell his story like a couple episodes back. Yeah. And he just shared his story with, uh, we did a presentation at Boys Latin High School this past week. But anyway, I just, um, you know, he struggled with it a lot when he was in high school. It wasn't really talked about. He, he shared mm-hmm. how it wasn't really talked about enough. So um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that they are talking about it yeah. at least somewhat or yeah. Um, yeah. Totally. I think that you're not alone. Like there are so many, even when I was in high school and Becca was in high school, now the, the conversation around mental health isn't often discussed or it's not part of the like general curriculum or it's not part of a regular discussion, you know, and you're right. There's so much stigma or like some type of shame or fear around asking for help or coming forward when you have a, a struggle. But as we always tell people when we do NAMI presentations, it's like one in what, one in five, one in four youth, one in five, young, yeah. one in five people who are living with a mental health condition. That's like, that's a lot of, that's a lot of people. So, but only half seek treatment. Right. And that's because of stigma. Yeah. And, um, and so like, especially in an age of COVID-19, has it been discussed more? Cause like, yeah, it, it's like, I think everyone has a different perspective. Um, like, obviously I can't, I can only speak to my story, um, but I think they have been trying to like reach out more. I think being on a screen, I was telling Becca before uh, we started the podcast, my school is right now, it's like virtual but then also in person. So I'll go with the seniors and then the freshmen and the sophomores will go like every other two days. And Mm, yeah, my daughter's is like that too. Yeah. So it's so much safer, um, obviously opposed to just being totally virtual, but I mean, I think it's a a good balance. So I like it personally, but I think they understand like the toll that it has on people. Like it, especially being virtual when you're like by yourself, like right now I'm isolated in my room. Like I I'm talking to you guys virtually, but there's like no one like around me. And I think just like the presence of having people near you and being able to talk is extremely important. And when you're Mm. virtual, like you don't have that. And so I think the school definitely like knows that and trying to balance it with schoolwork and like I was saying junior year and like everything else that's going on like looking for colleges it's a total other thing that's so difficult I feel bad for the seniors this year but just I think they understand that it's really hard and I definitely think that um, not just my school like other schools in general could be doing more I think it's just really hard to balance everything uh, making sure everyone's safe and then like the masks and like the schoolwork itself so it's just it's a mess yeah teenager dude during COVID. Like I said, like I've, I've had to watch my daughter go through the challenges that come with navigating being a teenager just in general, but then like being a teenager in COVID and like having to deal with, like you said, like a lot of isolation, a lot of um, just alone time and being taken away from your everyday activities your things that you look forward to your entire high school life, like that has, was taken away from you and your classmates. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, um, you know, I get asked all the time, like, what are things like that teachers can do to check on students and stuff like that. And like, I honestly, like I struggle with telling them what to do, you know, cause like, it's just so hard and their plates are so full too, trying to figure out how to even just educate virtually, let alone like also be, you know, like, so difficult. yeah, it is. it is difficult. Yeah. But I'm also, I want to go back to the homeless, like what you've observed about observed, I said like observed, observed, observed in regards to like, so when you went to Covenant House, did you see the youth there or no? So I didn't see the youth, but I did see adults um, that were like homeless around the area. Mm -hmm. um, and I definitely noticed um, a few people who were dealing with different uh, mental health um, illnesses, but I think I'm trying to think of different situations that I had. There was like one person who came up to me and he was telling me his story and everything he was saying was just like so heavy. Like um, it was, everything was so sad and I could never imagine like dealing with it. And he was just telling me his story and like how he ended up on the street. And I think something that a lot of people don't realize is they just want someone to listen to them. Like they just want to tell their story. Um, and being on the street kind of also is like isolating in and of itself, even if you're with like a different group of people um, and you're not like on the street by yourself, it's still very, very hard. And so I was just like looking at him like while he's telling me his story and I, I can't really connect like in a way cause it's never happened to me, but like I, I have sympathy, I see what he's going through and just like telling me the story, I can't even imagine like what he felt in the moment. Um, and I think just like knowing that there are people who like want to listen to you is important. And for a lot of them, they, they don't have that. And the youth um, at the shelter, uh, there's so many people there that were willing to help them. But the people who I was talking to didn't go to the shelter. They were just in the area. Um, and I think there, like, there is definitely a stigma. Um, like I mentioned before, like what, if you donate to people, what they're using the money for is, and I think that's like, it's so horrible. Like you shouldn't not be able to give someone money to pay for like their dinner because you're scared. So like what I've been doing recently is since I do have all these Bamba socks, I, if I see people on the street, like I'll give them a pair of socks because socks are the most needed item for the homeless. Um, so if you are going to donate, you should definitely donate socks. But Good to know. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I did think about bringing out socks to the guy because of our conversation. I did think about, and I don't know. Why. I didn't know that. Look at that. Yeah. Socks are the number one most needed item for individuals who are homeless. Yeah. Warm socks. Because like, if you think about it, like they're wearing them all day. So like they get worn down and then maybe there's holes or like, you just need like a new fresh pair of socks. So Right. Yeah. There's right. something special about that. I understand that. It's great. Yeah. Um, and uh and so, yeah, and, and I mean, I'm jumping all over the place, just because I think I'm all over the place today, but. Um, Listen, it's a but, Monday, okay? Yeah, I'm like, I'm curious as to like, so you said that, um, you know, a lot of your, like a lot of people, you know, come to you for advice and stuff and like your friends and classmates and everything, like what are some things that you tell them? question back yeah it's it's definitely hard like I'm no expert like I, I'm just a kid like I am their same age so a lot right. of times I'll like ask them I'm like are you is there anyone else you can talk to like a teacher or a parent we have like a bunch of teachers at our school who are really really approachable um 
we have teachers who are like there for um, people if they like want to talk about their mental health. Um, so a lot of times I'll just tell them to like take it one day at a time, like every single day is different. And I think the, the big piece of advice I always, always say is try to find the positive in the situation. Every single situation has something that's positive. Like maybe like you can't think of one thing that's positive. Like it, the situation is horrible and it completely ruined your day, right? But if you think about just like one single positive that could come out of it, it will change your, like you'll, like, I, I don't even, I'm, I'm so passionate about this. I'm trying to like, uh, like put it into words, but just- I love like, it. <laughs> but if you just think of like one positive, it will totally change like what you think about the situation. So that this like happens to me, I am, I put a lot of pressure on myself for grades, especially now going into college. Like that's like the number one thing that I struggle with is like the amount of pressure that I put on myself. And I know a lot of people are like, my parents are going to like, they're going to be so mad at me that I got this grade. Like it's different <laughs> for me. It's like the pressure I put on myself. And mm -hmm. so like if I get a bad grade like it will ruin my entire day and I just have mm. to like reminding myself that like there are positives in the day and if you just like focus on that like the first day that I got back to school and I got to sit with my friends at lunch I hadn't been able to sit with them at lunch since March of last year I was like Ugh. this is like uh, this is one positive okay maybe I had to wake up at six in the morning but at least like yeah. yes I think it's so important so focus more on the positives than the negatives because the positives are what's going to get you through the day. And if you focus on the negatives, you're just going to have a really hard time to be happy. Yes. And I, I like happiness and I like laughter. I, I yes. laugh lots of times during this, but yes. And it's so true, Alexa. And the cool thing about that is that like, that's a choice mm -hmm. that we get to make every day to shift, to shift our perspective mm -hmm. and to shift our focus. And I love that, right? Like you can wake up at crack at dawn have to go to school in the freezing cold and all kinds of stuff like that sucks but like that little joy that 50 minutes or whatever that you get to have with your with your friends like that is is something and that is everyone gets to choose to have a, a pocket of joy in their day um we need to take a quick break and then we'll be right back we're back we're back. I needed to refuel. Yes. Likewise. Um, awesome. So these have been, this has been incredible. Um, I, I just have a couple more questions. So like, um, this is all like right before we went on break, you were telling us like some of the advice that you give to your friends and everything like that. And um, which is all really incredible. Like, I feel like this is the stuff, like exactly the kind of stuff that we promote like through totally. our program tell people to talk about so like you're yes, doing 100 <laughs> um now um how do you, i i'm just gonna ask you some questions about like what you observe because i'm just always so curious as to like i don't know if people tell me the truth all the time so like young people i try i think i'm kind of like i try to be approachable and you're approachable becca and you're beautiful oh, according well. to some people in the young adult world I did get, I did get a, a young, a young man from one of my presentations telling me so. I thought she was pretty uh, <laughs> and she will live with, you will sit on that for a long time. Okay. Well, anyway, so they, uh, I'm, so I'm curious as to like how, like you, you said you tell people to like, you know, maybe they want to talk to a teacher or a parent or an adult, like how likely do you think your friends are like classmates or whatever to actually do that? 
Uh, I, I would probably say not very likely. <laughs> I know some people who will go to the teachers who are there for uh, mental health. Parents is like, I'll always stress going to your parents because I'm so, so close to my parents, which I know mm-hmm. is not something that everyone is lucky enough to have is like that relationship. But I feel like a lot of people are scared that like their parents hold them to like such this high, like they, they put them on like, like put so much pressure on them. And a lot of kids like, forget like your parent will like always love you no matter what at least uh, most most parents like obviously that's what you wish but like every parent should love their kid no matter what right Um, but um and they're just like scared of what could happen so maybe I'll be like okay you can't talk to your parent because maybe the issue is with their parent like they're like the stress is that they're like telling me has to do with their their mom or their dad so I'm like is there a teacher that you can talk to and a lot of times they'll be like there's this one teacher but like I don't want to talk to them because like I just talk to them about school and I'm like you have to know like every adult has gone through growing up and they know (laughs) that you're going through and I, I always stress going to an adult because I like I was saying I'm not an expert in giving advice maybe maybe I should have said that in the beginning maybe I should be an expert on advice but (laughs) but I always stress it and I don't I don't know if anyone ever has unfortunately but I, I definitely think people should yeah yeah um and like when like what so you know like people are coming to you about advice about like maybe like like stress like school or related or family maybe relationship or friends or like how much have you seen people like students um peers um struggle with like mental health like you know actual like severe mental health like diagnoses maybe substance abuse maybe suicidal ideation or behaviors self-harm like have you observed that at all or yeah, I definitely have. Like the okay. alcohol and drugs, I, I try to surround myself with people who don't do that stuff. So I can't good. I can't speak on that one. But that is good. <laughs> good. Um yeah, my, my parents are proud of me for that one. But, yes, good. Um, we are too. <laughs> yes. Um no, I, I do have a few friends who are have a different um diagnosis. Diagnos- I was about to say diagnosis. Diagnosis. Diagnoses. Diagnoses. <laughs> um, Whatever the word is. Um, a lot of it is like either like OCD or ADHD, um, depression. Um, I think the main thing that I like keep hearing over and over again, like a lot of people think that they're not good enough. It's like, am I actually enough? And that plays like a really large part into people maybe like going and seeking alcohol. Um, but I think like a lot of people do, I put pressure on myself, but I'm not, I don't put like pressure on, to, on myself to the point where I am suicidal like I've never ever thought about that because like I was saying before like I do really love life and I try to like give back to other people um but I know that a lot of people aren't lucky enough to have that and so many people do have different uh, mental battles that they go through um and I think just like people need to realize that there are so many people who are there for them um mm-hmm. and just like knowing that like I was saying like they aren't alone they everyone thinks that they're like the only person like I was talking to my one friend and he was so so sad because he hasn't had his first kiss yet and like all of his guy friends and we were talking before like the like how there's so much extra pressure on boys um to Mm -hmm. like talk about their feelings and he like doesn't talk to anyone all he does is like he's so sad and he tells me like how his favorite place is like his bed because he knows his bed will always be there for him and I'm like there are people who are there for you too like oh my god 
I, I know it was so sad when he told me that I was like oh my god I'm like you know I am always there for you like I'm always on my phone like you will you can just text that's thing that's kind of like mess up with young young people I think we should know oh I'm guilty of it too girl yeah um but I I think like the mentality of like I am not enough it it it's so like it tears you down so much it's so heavy and mm-hmm. once I think someone like beats that and they get like confidence in themselves it's totally different like changes everything um but I've definitely noticed that like pretty much all of my friends deal with like am I enough or like, how can I improve in who I am? But they really just have to like be confident in them. Like I am enough, who I am is like worth anything that I've gotten. Like I am deserving of love. And I think that that's definitely something that high schoolers especially struggle with. Yeah, um, that's, wow. I wanna just, I'm gonna ask this question that like, I think is on the mind of like all adults how do you think social media has an effect on that? Like, that's I, a really good question. Yeah. Cause I mean, I know like adults have their ideas, but I'm curious from like your standpoint, like, what do you think about social media? Yeah. I hate social media. I'm only on it because <laughs> all of my friends are on it. And it's like, if I'm not on it, then I'm going to miss out. Like fear of missing out FOMO is FOMO. Like, <laughs> such a big thing. I, I hate social media so much. Like I just posted on Instagram for the first time in like two years. Like I am not on social media at all. I think like the <laughs> social media I use is like Snapchat maybe, but I'm like barely on it. Um, I think it plays a really, really big part um, in diff- like different things that people deal with. And I think the main thing that like comes from that is jealousy. Mm. Um, I, I want to write a speech on this for my senior speech. Like I want to do like a Good. whole thing on jealousy, but I think like Wait. people, they see what other people have um, and maybe like there are two friends hanging out and the third one like isn't included. And these people are like posting and they're like, which is horrible because you should always include everyone. So if you're like, please include everyone because you don't know what other people are dealing with and yeah. one invitation will change someone's entire day. Um, but mm. I think just seeing what other people are like doing and when they put it on social media and like you have access to it at all times because nothing ever goes away if you put it on the internet. Um, it's just like hangs over people even if they're not on their phone. They're constantly thinking about like, oh, I didn't get invited to that party. Is that because I'm annoying? Is that because like I'm not pretty enough? Like what's the reasoning? And social mm. media has such a big part in that like if like there's an argument with friends it could be good because then you can like talk to them and you can like explain and like get your argument out of the way but then it's also really really bad because secrets or like rumors can go and travel over social media like lies cyberbullying. like like I I really don't like social media so I know adults really don't like it either because kids are always <laughs> on their phones so I have to say I know a lot of kids they really don't like it and the only reason that they're on it is because their peers are on it so I think a lot of adults don't know that they don't, they think that kids really, really like it. And that isn't true for a lot of people. They really don't like it at all. It's just the fear of missing out. And yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's hard to like, do I go on it and see what I'm missing out on? Or do I not go on it and then not be able to talk to my friends? And mm-hmm. it's like both ways you're like missing out. I'm missing out on the drama and seeing what's going on if I'm not on it. But if I am on it, I'm seeing what, what I'm missing out on that's like going on. <sighs> different. But it's, it's that, that is, that's hard. You know what, Alexa, it's, it's hard for, for us too. I mean, it's hard for older adults as well. Yeah. And I mean, for me, like as a, as a mom, like I'm a mom and I follow a lot of other moms on Instagram and I find myself in that like comparison jealousy trap myself sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, so 
like you're not alone in that either. You know, like it's it's a hard it's a hard thing for so many people, not just young people. And you know, us older ladies. Thank we're you. Not old. We're wonderfully <laughs> we're young and spunky. Thank we're you. older than you. That's all. Yes, us more that. wiser women. Um, yeah. we struggle with it too. You know, and it, it is. It's a very. It's a. It's a. Tough yeah, I struggle with it a lot. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Same. So, but yeah, I think that's. I think it's a wonderful answer. I. I don't. I don't think I like thought of young people not liking social media, you know, for that reason, you know, like, I, I love that you say there's FOMO, no matter what, it's like a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Awesome. Well, I think we need to kind of like wrap up. I, um, well, Carly, you have your, I know, I think that, yeah, we definitely do need to wrap up, but we can't wrap up without me asking my final question. Um, and that question, Alexa, is if you could tell your even younger self, one thing, what would you look back and tell her? I think to dream big. A lot of times when I was little, I wanted to be a teacher because that's really like the main job I saw females having. Um, mm. And then I got, I got into this uh, business class and on the first day they were like, draw what you see as a businessman or business person. They said business person. And every single person drew a businessman, including myself. And now my, I totally think differently. If someone would ask me that today, I would draw a woman, um, yes, but, queen. <laughs> but I also, um, really I'm interested in Philadelphia sports and I want to go into sports management. And when people ask me that they're always like, Oh, that's a very male dominated job. And I'm like, that does not mean that I can't do it. Like just because I'm a girl and it's like different doesn't mean that I can't do it. But I think it doesn't even like apply really to like gender when you're little, like you see what people around you are doing. And I think like one of my favorite quotes is like, don't tell me the sky's the limit when there are like footprints on the moon. Like you can go higher than like, <laughs> like you can go higher than like whatever like your dreams are. Like a lot of people, like they put uh, barriers on themselves. Like they're like, what is really stopping you from like achieving your goals? Like if you had to sit down and write, what is stopping you from like getting what you want? Like, what would you write? And I think for me, when I was little, I always thought about that. Like, I can't, I can't get an A plus in, a, in like a class or like you always put so many, like so much pressure on yourself and you always tell yourself that you're like not good enough or you can't like get to this high level. And I think if I could tell my younger self anything is that you can do anything you want to do if you put your mind to it. All you need is dri- like a drive and determination and passion and you really will get to where you want and you'll be satisfied and like you'll feel successful in your life. And I'm only 17, but I already feel like I, I'm on that path. <laughs> Dude, you are so motivating. When you said that, don't tell me the sky's to limit when there are footprints on the moon. I l- almost like, I, I stopped. I almost I stopped. flipped over my computer. Like, I didn't I flew even, back. I was like, <laughs> and like in my head, I'm like, I'm getting that tattooed on my body. <laughs> like, yes. That is Ooh. incredible. Like what an incredible message. Like, and like that should be like a freaking title of your book. When you write a book, like that's an, you're incredible. What a message. Yeah. And like what a thing, like what, another stigma that you're trying to crush, you know, Mm -hmm. that like you are like a fearless female leader Mm -hmm. and like, do not, and this is me being a big sister to you, (laughs) do not 
let anyone tell you otherwise. Yes. Because you are a queen and mm-hmm. you are going to do big freaking things. <laughs> and like, I can't wait to see you soar because like, holy moly, you're going to do like, yeah like dynamite work so we want to let other people know where they can give to your organization I know we we listed the website Mm -hmm. earlier but can you tell us the website again yeah so yeah helping the homeless backpacks.com and then also my instagram is helping the homeless backpacks and the links in my bio so that's another yeah perfect because I'm going to be sending everyone to you. And I'm going to also like, I would love to consider like giving you some resources to Alexa, some like a men- some mental health resources. I, I definitely, I was going to ask you about that after I definitely to include, include like little yeah, pamphlets. Yeah. To I, include I, them I, in the backpacks. And I will be letting, you know, a lot of people know about what you're doing because yeah. we need you. We need yeah, you. And we- I'm so proud of you. Thank yeah. You. I know. I'm so happy that we did this. Like I, like I said in the beginning, like when I watched your interview on the news, I was like, what did she say the Instagram was? And I like quickly went on my phone and was like, hi, hello. Can I talk to you, please? Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, you're incredible. Uh, I just, again, I think it's so incredible what young people are able to do and what you are doing already and at such a young age. So um all right. Well, you can find the Yana podcast on Instagram at the Yana podcast. And we get put out new episodes every Tuesday in theory. No, <laughs> I'm doing a good job. And um, I do also just want to say that, you know, and you can push this with your friends and classmates and at your school that we offer a teen support group for teens between the ages of 13 to 18 um, every Wednesday at four o'clock and we will have the information on how to do that in our show notes as well. And we can give it to you. And we also offer a young adult support group that's 18 to 25. So like college age, um, you know, and gra- whatever, 18 to 25. <laughs> yeah. Um, every Monday at six o'clock. Yes. And all of our groups are free and confidential. Um, we don't go through insurance or anything. All of our, anything that NAMI does is free of charge to anyone who needs us. So, um, if you are like Becca said, between those ages and you're looking for some support, you're invited. Yes. And you can find out more information at namiphilly.org. And we will put that information as well in the show notes. So awesome. Well, if if you are not motivated to like go do something good for somebody today, or if you're not motivated (laughs) to like crush some stigmas or break, you know, all of the stereotypes that you think of when you think of leader and powerful woman, like you're amazing. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, go like be inspired by Alexa and her story and her passion. Um, and I hope that you guys have a wonderful rest of your day, your rest of your week. You too. Um, And yeah, that's it. That's all we got for you. All right. Peace and love. Peace and love. If you or someone, you know, is in crisis, Call the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988.
or you can text NAMI to the crisis text line at 741-741 or go to NAMI.org for more information. Remember, you are not alone.